Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Talking Chop Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. It's a pleasure to be with you once again. Been a little while since I have been with you here on the Daily Hammer, but of course it's now time to get back into the swing of things, both literally and figuratively, with the NL and AL playoff brackets finally set after two very exciting wildcard games. Of course, the Daily Hammer he is part of the Talking Chop Podcast Network, along with the Talking Chop Podcast, as well as the Road to Atlanta Podcast, all found on the Talking Chop Podcast Network at Talking Chop and at, at TalkingChop.com and at Talking Chop across social media. My name is Sean Coleman. You could find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. So obviously, the two wild card games are now in the books. One of the more exciting in what seems to be the most viewed playoff game in over 20 years between the Yankees and the Red Sox, the most exciting wild card game in the wild card era. It wasn't that great of a game. The Red Sox were pretty much in control the entire night, but the Red Sox were able to eliminate the Yankees and they will move on to face the Tampa Bay Rays. But of more relevance to the Atlanta Braves is the NL wildcard game, a back-and-forth game in terms of great pitching overall from Adam Wainwright and Max Serger. But at the end of the day, the Cardinals, who had chance after chance to really be able to move ahead and put themselves in a good position to win the game, just could not find the big hit. And unfortunately for the Cardinals, when you're playing a team as good as the Los Angeles Dodgers, you only get so many chances. The bottom of the ninth inning came up. Chris Taylor came to the plate. He delivered a two-run home run to lead the Dodgers to a 3-1 to victory. So obviously, with both the Red Sox and the Dodgers moving on, the playoff set, the playoff brackets have been set. Now, as you know, from a Braves perspective, to be honest, you probably wanted the Cardinals to have won the wild card game. In all honesty, the reason why is because I personally believe the Braves are a better team than the Cardinals. It's hard to argue the Braves are better are a better team than the Dodgers. But the Braves can only control what's in front of them, and that is the Milwaukee Brewers. So the setup now is obviously. For later on today, the AL side of things starts with the Rays facing the Red Sox as well as the Astros facing the White Sox. But then tomorrow is when the fun starts in the National League. At 3.37 Central, 4.37 p.m. Eastern, that's when the Braves will take on the Milwaukee Brewers with Charlie Morton taking the mound for the Braves versus Corbin Burns 
for Milwaukee. And then at 8.37 Central, 9.37 Eastern, that's when the Dodgers will take on the Giants. And then come Saturday, Max Reed will take them out for the Braves against Brandon Woodruff of the Milwaukee Brewers. That game will start at 4.07 Eastern, 5, or 4.07 Central, 5.07 Eastern time. So the playoff brackets are set. The Braves still obviously only need to focus on what is in front of them in terms of their control. And that obviously is a very, very strong Milwaukee Brewers starting rotation. But the one key to take away from this wild card game for the Braves is that the Cardinals did great at creating chances to score. They just did not convert them. That is where the Braves are going to have to really find success against as good of a pitching staff as Milwaukee has. Creating chances is certainly a good thing. And as the Braves continue to play throughout September and they ended the season on a very strong note, a big reason why is because they were both able to create and convert scoring opportunities. They're going to have to do both. Probably you're not going to see as many scoring opportunities created against Milwaukee's pitching staff as the Braves have done throughout the last two months. But when they do get those scoring chances created, they've got to convert. And for that reason, I do feel one player stands out as the X factor in this series. I'll detail that in just a moment. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Wednesday was travel day for the Braves as they made their way to Milwaukee. And one of the more notable things about the Braves heading to Milwaukee is the fact that top prospects Christian Pache as well as Shea Langoliers, they actually did accompany the Braves to Milwaukee. Now, it could be a scenario where both those players are simply a part of the taxi squad that will be available to these playoff teams in the case something were to happen to a player that is on the playoff roster. Or there could be a situation in which Pache and or Langoliers becomes an option for the Braves to include on their playoff roster. We saw the same thing discussed when it came to Dylan Lee as well as Spencer Strider last week. So the Braves could dip into their young talents that did not have any sort of big role in Atlanta this year to try to create as much of an advantage as possible when it comes to the playoff roster. Obviously, with both Langoliers and Pache, you obviously have very good defense. You've got speed in the case of Pache. In the case of Strider and Dylan Lee, you have options that can certainly add to the effective depth of the bullpen. 
it. So it'll certainly be a narrative to watch over the next uh, over the next 24 to 36 hours as the Braves playoff roster is announced. It will one or multiple of their young pieces that either finished the season in Atlanta or now in Milwaukee with Atlanta, could they make an appearance on the Braves playoff roster? Obviously, tomorrow we're going to break down game one in our preview here on the Daily Hammer of the Braves and Brewers series. And there's been so many different perspectives, so many different things to explore when it comes to these two teams. But obviously, the key matchup is going to be the Brewers starting rotation versus the Braves lineup. And I think, though, that that is where an X factor stands out. I feel that the main X factor in this series, if there is one area... When it comes to the Braves and the Brewers, besides the overall Braves lineup versus the Brewers starting rotation, one area where if I think the Braves can emerge as having the clear advantage that is going to help them out, it's going to be the middle infield. Willie Adamas and Colton Wong were the two most valuable Brewers, according to fan graphs, in their lineup. But of course, the Braves also have one of the best up the middle duos in the game in Ozzie Albies and Dansby Swanson. The thing that stands out, though, is that the Brewers, while their offense may not necessarily be near the top of the majors in terms of productions, their defense is certainly very good, and that starts up the middle with how good both Adamas and Wong are. But of course, Dansby Swanson and Ozzie Albies can hold their own when it comes to defense. I think the biggest X factor for the Braves in this series is if it clearly can be said that they had the more productive Double play combination. If the Braves have the more productive middle infield, both in terms of defense and offense, I think that that really stands out because that means that the Braves' middle infield has outperformed the best part of the position player group for the Brewers. And I think that that would be a key advantage for the Braves. But when it comes to Albies and Swanson themselves, I really think Dansby Swanson stands out as being the X factor in this series for a variety of reasons. Number one, he has shown in his time in Atlanta since this division title streak you know, happened for Atlanta over the past four years. During the last three playoffs, Dansby Swanson has been one, one of the more clutch players for the Braves in the postseason. That's number one. Number two, it's where he is in the lineup. Being at the bottom of the order, Dansby Swanson's bat is going to be key to lengthening the overall ability for this lineup to do damage, not only converting scoring opportunities that may be created for him before, if he bats eighth, before it gets to the pitcher spot, but to me, even more importantly, him creating opportunities for the top of the order. If you remember game one of the Phillies series, um, with, uh, with the, when the Braves were playing the Phillies in that series where the Braves clinched the NL East, when Zach Wheeler and Charlie Morton were going against each other in what really felt like a playoff game, it was Dansby Swanson that got the big hit in front of Jorge Soler that led to two-run scoring and when it was the difference in the game. So can Dansby convert scoring opportunities in front of him. Can he create scoring opportunities in front of Jorge Soler, Freddie Freeman, and others? And can he be a good defensive anchor 
for this Braves infield. I do think that if the Braves can emerge as clearly having the more productive more productive middle infield on both offense and defense, that'll be a huge shift of momentum in their favor to help them win this series. Obviously, there's so much more to get into, and we're going to make sure to do just that for you here on the the Talking Chop Podcast Network. You've obviously got the Daily Hammer, the Talking Chop Podcast, and the Road to Atlanta. Each and every one of our great podcast talents will be with you throughout the postseason, whether it be Talking Chop, whether it be the Daily Hammer, game-by-game reactions and preview for the next game. And that starts tomorrow here on the Daily Hammer. We will detail Game 1. Who has the advantages? Do the Braves have an opportunity to steal Game 1 against one of the National League's best pitchers in Corbin Burns. I'll have that covered for you tomorrow. Of course, you could find the Talking Chop Podcast Network at TalkingChop.com and at TalkingChop across all forms of social media. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSEC on Twitter. One more sleep until the 2021 Braves playoff quest begins. Battle for the A. Hopefully the Braves will be able to get off to a great start. We'll have you covered for every way they could potentially gain an advantage tomorrow. And we'll talk to you again soon here on the Daily Hammer. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G Podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts.